I bake my brownies from scratch. Admit it, though. You were inspired by Betty Crocker. I think you should do an inspiring story about a real woman. I have one. Uh, it's uh, going to be on the schedule in, uh, in the next three or four weeks. Well, I was thinking in the next three or four minutes. Oh, we're on internet time again. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, your timely purveyor of little-known stories about well-known stuff, and in episode 54. Uh, sorry, Betty. Instead, uh, here's a story about a founding member of the Ladies' Professional Golfers Association, the first woman to design and build a golf course, one of the first women to fly a B-17 bomber during World War II, and a wartime cryptographer. Socially, she and her husband palled around with Hollywood celebrities, and she once shared the silver screen with the likes of Katherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. Yes, get ready for the story of the mysterious disappearance of Helen Detweiler. Let me say it for you. Helen who? In the 1930s, General Mills enjoyed great success advertising Wheaties on local radio stations. So the company thought about advertising nationally. Wheaties was the breakfast of champions, and before World War II, if you were a champion, you played baseball. It was a no-brainer. Why not advertise Wheaties during baseball games on the radio? There was uh, only one problem. There, there were no baseball games on the radio. On warm summer's days, nothing pleased baseball team owners more than the, the sight of fans filling the seats, eating popcorn and Cracker Jacks, and not caring when they ever got back. Owners thought if they put the games on the radio, their ballparks would sound like... General Mills convinced the team owners that broadcasting the games would make them more popular and that the revenues would go up and not down. Now, th there was no such thing as a radio baseball announcer. There wasn't any job. General Mills has to make that up. But who or what were baseball announcers? The company wound up putting just about anyone behind the microphone. It wasn't unusual to hear a comedian like Joe E. Brown calling a game. And if you're a young listener, let me remind you that when it comes to matters of obscure cultural references metered out by a gray-haired guy with glasses, Google is your friend. The company hoped comedians would say kooky things on the air to hold listeners' attention, although most people thought that idea came from Rune Arledge and Monday Night Football. See, this is the kind of dirt we uncover here. But that doesn't answer the question of why Detweiler? She wasn't a comedian. She was a golfer. And that's exactly the point. Unless you're over 100, you, you probably don't know that women golfers regularly performed exhibitions. Golf exhibitions, just to clear that up. They performed exhibitions before baseball games in the hopes of popularizing their role in golfing. So, so Detweiler wouldn't have been a, a total unknown to some baseball fans. And then there was General Mills' success with Betty Crocker. Everybody knew Betty Crocker. She became one of the most recognized women in America. She was, she was second only to Eleanor Roosevelt, whom, you may recall, was a real person. Crocker was a corporate invention. She was dreamed up by General Mills to provide baking help to women. You know, at the time, it ran contrary to all advertising theories because everyone held that women didn't like to be told what to do by other women. Based on Crocker's success, though, someone, and most likely a man, thought... That guy should have gotten a promotion. Only... The idea didn't work. ESPN could have told him that if there'd been an ESPN. Detweiler crisscrossed the West broadcasting games during the 1938 season, and she was cited that year by Sporting News for her authoritative play-by-play -play accounts. Even so, 
as quickly as her name entered the annals of radio history, it disappeared. Now, it, it could be that Detweiler simply wasn't all that good. Or she could have been one of those lucky people who was born under an unlucky star. Her flying career was documented in the book Fly Girls, but she's not known for her war exploits. The golf course she built, well, it was renovated into oblivion when new owners acquired the club that hosted it. She was a founder of the LPGA, but she's rarely mentioned in the same breath as the organization's other founders. And uh, she never won an LPGA tournament. You have to ask yourself, did General Mills have any idea what it was doing when it put Helen Detweiler in the booth? Uh, or were they just hoping to find a lucky charm? Or maybe the company was just getting its kicks. I feel, and I'm, I'm sure my wife would agree, in case you're listening, hon, I feel her story deserves a better ending. So let's just leave it at, her legacy disappeared under mysterious circumstances. And that's the story I call She's Not There. My thanks to my wife for making me face up to reality, and to Jim Thielman, former sports writer and author of the book Cool of the Evening, for his help in putting this story together. And here's a way you can help our little podcast from following in Helen Detweiler's footsteps. Get your friends and relatives to subscribe. That's all you have to do. Tell them how much you enjoy the show. And try to do that with a straight face, please. Then suggest that they download the Radio Public Podcast app from either the App Store or Google Play. They can use it to search for Out of My Mind and then subscribe to the show. They'll get every episode, plus they'll also discover new podcasts that they might enjoy. And while you're doing that, I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern with another little-known story about well-known stuff. We'll chat then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted feature of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs>